The ushers, who had heard the snapping of piano wires and splintering of sounding board from the dining room, came rushing in, and, with the help of the hotel manager, two Indian watchmen and a passing peace corporal, finally succeeded in disarming Mr. Crop and dragging him off the stage. Horace Walpole, describing the funeral of George II in 1760. When we came to the chapel of Henry VII, all solemnity and decorum ceased. No order was observed. People sat or stood where they could or would. The yeomen of the guard were crying out for help, oppressed by the immense weight of the coffin. The bishop read sadly and blundered in the prayers. That fine chapter, Man That Is Born of a Woman, was chanted, not read. And the anthem, besides being immeasurably tedious, would have served as well for a nuptial. The real serious part was the figure of the Duke of Cumberland, heightened by a thousand melancholy circumstances. He had a dark brown Adonis and a cloak of black cloth with a train of five yards. Attending the funeral of a father could not be pleasant, his leg extremely bad, yet forced to stand upon it near two hours his face bloated and distorted with his late paralytic stroke, which has affected to one of his eyes, and placed over the mouth of the vault into which, in all probability, he must himself so soon descend. Think how unpleasant a situation. He bore it all with a firm and unaffected countenance. This grave scene was fully contrasted by the burlesque Duke of Newcastle, he fell into a fit of crying the moment he came into the chapel and flung himself back in a stall, the archbishop hovering over him with a smelling bottle. But in two minutes his curiosity got the better of his hypocrisy and he ran about the chapel with his glass to spy who was or who was not there, spying with one hand and mopping his eyes with the other. <laughs> then returned the fear of catching cold. And the Duke of Cumberland, who was sinking with heat, felt himself weighed down and turning round, found it was the Duke of Newcastle standing upon his train to avoid the chill of the marble. <laughs> well, now, here are some alternative endings to an unwritten ballad. The heroine is a lady called Mrs. Ravoon, who was invented by a man called Paul Dane, who was an old friend of mine, now alas, long since dead. She made her debut in a book that he wrote called The Fern on the Rock, after that, she was absolutely unstoppable, and Ravoon sightings continued everywhere. Sometimes Paul Dane thought of verses of his own, but a lot of others have added. I mean, I've added several myself, and a lot of other people have too. It becomes a, a great sort of jolly joke. You can go on endlessly doing stanzas about Mrs. Ravoon. So here are a few. I stole through the dungeons while everyone slept, till I came to the place where the monster was kept. There, locked in the arms of the giant baboon, rigid and smiling, lay Mrs. Ravoon. <laughs> I climbed the church tower in the first morning sun. It was midday at least ere my journey was done. But the clock never sounded the last stroke of noon, for there from the clapper swung Mrs. Ravoon. <laughs> I hauled in the line and I took my first look at the half-eaten horror that hung from the hook. I had dragged from the depths of the limpid lagoon the luminous body of Mrs. Ravoon. <laughs> I stood by the waters so green and so thick and I stirred at the scum with my old withered stick. 
And there rose from the ooze like a floating balloon the bloated cadaver of Mrs. Radoon. I fled in the dark through the lightning and thunder, and there, as a flash, split the darkness asunder, chewing a rat's tail and mumbling a rune. Mad in the moat, squatted Mrs. Radoon. <laughs> Facing the fens, I looked back from the shore, where all had been empty a moment before. And there, by the light of the Lincolnshire moon, immense on the marshes, stood Mrs. Ravoon. The one I like particularly is a torch flickered deep in the Valley of Kings. I see, whispered Carter, oh, wonderful things. Do you think, gasped Carnarvon, it's Tutankhamun? (laughs) 